This episode of Crossstroke is brought to you by Next Generation Services. Next Generation Services is a great name and number to have saved in your phone. If you're looking for a trusted landscape company in Butte, then look no further. They offer many services ranging from decorative concrete curbing, tree trimming, snow removal, and all your landscaping needs. Always setting the standard for professionalism and always just one phone call away. Check them out at ButteLandscapers.com. Welcome to Cross Choke, a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. Each week, I'm joined by the one and only Dakota Rytan. We have combined experience in MMA, music, ministry, and food. We hope we add value to your day. Now, enjoy the show. I was just, the anticipation was ready to burst out of my eyeballs. Like this? Ah! Ah! Like that, like that vine with the kid that's getting hit with the basketballs in his head. Ah! Okay. Ah! I just want to kick that kid. It's one of my favorite vines. He's so <laughs> gross. Ah! <laughs> Dakota, it's another beautiful day in the mining city. That's right. That's right. If you don't know what the mining city is, that's where we are, the mining city. Butte, Montana. They call it that because everybody, everyone works at the mine. Zach does, I do. Yeah, I mean, to some degree, I feel like that could be said. Yeah, we're all, we're all miners here. We're just digging. None of us are adults. We're all miners. Oh, good job. Thank Dang, you. you always get me with those little ones. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dakota, you recently moved. Oh, I did. Yeah. I bought a house. It's a very, very grown-up thing to do. Yeah. it's It feels more grown-up than having a child. Mm. It's How? my daughter's birthday tomorrow. Oh, yeah. She's a little Cinco de Mayo baby. Mm-hmm. At the time of this recording, it's the day before. It's May the 4th. I was going to say, May the 4th be with you. That's why I'm wearing all my Star Wars stuff. I'm not really into Star Wars. All right, guys, I have to leave the podcast. Okay, well, you and I can agree on one thing about Star Wars. The last movie was the worst movie I've Absolutely. ever seen in my life. I, it's got to be like 1% or less on Rotten Tomatoes, honestly. Uh, I The reviews for it, before we went and saw it, it was they were saying like gigantic disappointment or, no, galactic disappointment <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, man, that's so harsh. But after leaving the theater, I was like. Was it harsh enough? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, I would have been worse on it, man. Yeah, and we're not movie critics. No, like I'm, I'm easily amused. Me by, too. By movies, like I like The Master of Disguise. Dude, that's a great movie. <laughs> right. Remember when we watched Pink Panther? That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so goofy. Anyways, may the fourth be with you. Thank you, and, and be with you, and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, you're a, a, a house owner now. That's right. You're a homeowner. I own a home. I own a house. Yep, that's the end of that story. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. No, it's cool. 
does it feel like your house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. As soon as we walked in, immediately. That's cool, dude. Because there's a difference between, like, a house and a home. Right. You know? Right. I can't think of anything about my life to catch you up on, so. Um, how about your gym? Still closed. Yep. Till phase two. I mean, we're following the guidelines in that and not till phase two can we open up there's like people trying to do a petition and stuff to get gyms back open and with with phase one because phase one of reopening starts today like with bars and mm-hmm. casinos and uh, restaurants and whatever but yeah i i have no news on when phase two is i imagine we'll be able to open in phase two because mm-hmm. we're not like a like a ymca gym you know we're like a combat academy right <laughs> you know Honestly. like physical um, combat basically mm-hmm. so there's you know of course I don't think we're gonna have to I don't think we're going to be able to do you know what everybody thinks of when they think of jujitsu I bet we'll have to do like six feet apart from each other the social distancing thing we're gonna do taekwondo yeah you know instead. tai chi in the air <laughs> yeah never really understood that one but I respect all martial arts but just call me Dr. Strange oh dude that's a great jujitsu nickname there was this other guy in, in our academy who was like, man, because he couldn't understand the move. And he kept asking questions. And he was kind of getting embarrassed, but he couldn't understand. So I was like, oh, no, you're fine, man. And he goes, oh, just call me Ricochet. It just bounces off my head. And I was That's like, a sick Ricochet name. is a sick name. <laughs> oh, but so, man, I don't know. We're, I mean, I'm not. You know, everybody's like, oh, dude, how's the academy? Are you guys excited? Are you, are you, are you upset you're not open with phase one? I'm like, dude, I don't. I mean, yes, I'm furious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let me get let me get upset about something I have no control over. Right. Like, yeah, I'm good. Like, we'll open when we can, and our our people are fine, and you know, I think they know that we care. So. Yeah. So. You did get a dog. Dude, there we go. I'm see in the morning. It takes me a minute to get my mind going. I don't have any coffee. I have a dog. His name is Thor. I love him. Uh, he's a German Shepherd. When I was little, we had a little, uh, German Shepherd named Tigger. He was gigantic. He was like 150 pounds at least. I don't know. Jeez. He was huge. Um, and we've been praying about getting another dog. I mean, we had to put him to sleep when I was little. And then we haven't had an, a pet since. And we went to a farm upstate. Then what does that mean? That's what you tell little kids. Oh. When the dog passes. Went to uh, a he, farm. I didn't know that. He had to go to a farm upstate. He can run around as much as he wants, though. Oh, man. That sounds like a weird a holocaust style it kind thing. of is weird yeah it's like dog heaven anyways so we got a new dog it's actually from one of the guys in our academy they had a litter and it worked out and so that's anyways, really cool he's like a AF, afk or something where he's like a purebred german shepherd kind of thing. away from keyboard i don't understand anything you're saying to me today. <laughs> you wake up a little bit what's a- away a- from a- keyboard that's what afk means oh yeah, I'm just gonna start f, f in the chat. Stop. I'll just stop talking. No, no, please do. I need to learn. <laughs> I was also gonna say, is his real name Sore, but you have a lisp. Well, I don't know. I'm, so you have to call I, him Thor. I, I like to call myself Odin, but when Odin enters the game, <laughs> so Dakota's like, you know, I like to think of myself as Odin. <laughs> <laughs> How high and mighty am I? <laughs> To be fair, I said that in a second later. I just wrecked those people on Rocket League. Yeah, we've been playing Rocket League a lot. If you play Rocket League out there, let us know yeah, how to be better. <laughs> we need the tips. 
Because one game will win 10-0 and the next will lose 10 4 What? 11 negative 2. Yeah. I'll, I'll just uninstall the game every week. Right. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of Cross Choke, a TFL Ministries podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dakota, and I am joined, like always, with the voluptuous Zach. Hey, how you doing? Voluptuous? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I didn't want to use the same adjective I did last time. <laughs> Maybe okay, I should read you. No, I got it. No, we got it. It means curvaceous and sexually attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just keep it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, TFL Cornerman is here. If you would like to be a supporter of TFL, either through prayer or a financial gift, please visit us at tflministries.com. Uh, what we do cannot be accomplished without a team, and what we would like to do cannot be accomplished without a team. Mm-hmm. So we need supporters. We need people who believe in our ministry and are willing to at least say a prayer. I mean, mm-hmm. at the very minimum, just lift up this podcast, lift up what TFL is, what it can be, what we would like it to be, what I feel God is leading us towards. Because, again, we're not just spinning our wheels uh, in ministry or in life. That's never... The goal, we, we, our, our goal is to continue to spread the gospel and make disciples um, through all the avenues of TFL Ministries. And if you want to know some of the avenues of which TFL Ministry operates, tflministries.com forward slash ministries to kind of see uh, a snapshot of what TFL is, what it does, uh, because it's so much more than just this podcast, but this podcast is a very essential part of what TFL is. But either way, um, we need people in our corner who are supporting us. And so please go to tflministries.com uh, forward slash cornerman. There is a list there of like six ways you could pray for TFL. There's a little box there that you could put in your email to receive specific prayer requests. Believe me, we're not going to email you like crazy. <laughs> um, maybe once a month just to say, hey, here's a couple highlights of what TFL is doing. Here's how you could pray better for us in this coming month. And then there's also a link there to our TFL Venmo which uh, allows you to give us a one-time financial gift. Um, we'd like to upgrade our microphones, things like that, um, and get some soundproofing, um, some panels, things like that, just to make uh, the sound a little bit better, those mm-hmm. kinds of things, and look into some software potentially. But um, anyways, TFL Cornerman, we would love for you to be in our corner. Dakota, speaking of which... Mm-hmm. Cornerman. Cornerman. I wonder if anybody, women specifically, would be upset at the corner man. You could do a, a special for corner women. That just sounds like we're trying too hard, you know? Kind of, yeah. What about like a male woman for the mailman? Do you, do you call a male lady? Like that just seems, is there, is there ever been a specific? A, a trans like, person? Well, that's not what I'm going for. No, a lady, a male woman. <laughs> no, that's not a male man. Not... No. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah. You go. Yeah. <laughs> a person, a post, post person. Oh, dude, I can't even think this morning, man. A post. Not. Worker. What? Worker? 
postal worker. There we go. Po you a postman. <laughs> I'm getting roasted right now. <laughs> oh, so Dakota said he was going to ride his bicycle here this morning. <laughs> he I did. shows up in his SUV. My bike's in the back. It needs, I need air in the tires. Mm. But all I'm trying to say is usually you bring coffee. <laughs> Today I brought a bicycle. <laughs> I haven't been eating, what? Drinking coffee from places. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I've been making it at home. Oh, like grounding up the coffee grounds? and Yeah. Do you have a Keurig? No. Just coffee pot? Yep. Nice. What kind of, what kind of coffee are you, are you drinking? Are you a Folgers kind of guy or like a Green Valley? We have a dark roast from City Brew Roasting. Mm. Is it good? You like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Here, here's, okay, maybe I'm a novice coffee drinker, but I feel like I can't really tell between coffee beans, you know, like a dark roast or a medium roast or like, like I don't know. All, if, I, all I care about is the creamer. If you don't put a lot of creamer in it, you can absolutely tell the difference. Yeah. And I think to the expert coffee drinkers, they can tell the difference with creamer and stuff, but I can't either. Mm -hmm. It could be the most disgusting grounds in the world, but with a bunch of creamer, I'm like, dude, right? Tastes like, fine to me. Except I could tell the difference with like powdered creamer, and oh, you yeah. know, powder. Yeah, I mean that's just yeah. that yeah. you you only have powdered creamer when you're in the creamer? when you <laughs> you only have powdered creamer when you're in the ER lobby. You know, what when I mean? you're at church. That, oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right, TFL, what? Corner man. Whether, whether you're a woman or a man, <laughs> corner man. So, Dakota, I wanted to talk to you about what a corner man does. Do you have any initial thoughts on this? Yes. The Rocky movies. Is that where your mind goes to? <laughs> yeah. I bet, I bet a lot of people's mind goes there. Yeah, when Rocky's in the corner. When Rocky's in the corner? <laughs> yeah. Like, at, like between rounds? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, cut me, man. I'm pretty sure there's a film where he's in the corner training somebody else, like Karate Kid style, but I can't remember. Yeah, it's one of the one Rocky Balboa? Balboa? Maybe, yeah. Um, Where, like, that's a, one of the newer ones, because they just came out with, like, Creed. I love the Creed movies. Really? Yeah, those are way good. I haven't seen them. Oh, man. The first one was way amazing. I mean, it's just your typical fighting movie. It's nothing, nothing new, honestly. <laughs> like, You know, I don't really watch fighting movies. You know, like, what was that one in high school that came out? Never Back Down. You know, everybody was really into that one, and that's, like, when MMA was cool. I mean, it's cool. It's still cool, but, like, it was, like, brand new cool, you know? Yeah. And... It just bothered me. Like any any MMA, even like uh, here comes the boom with Kevin Hart, not Kevin Hart. <laughs> here comes the boom with Chris Farley. Oh, he's dead. Kevin. Kevin Spacey. His name's Kevin. Kevin. Wow, bro, I'm I'm uh, just I'm with it. Today. The guy from King of Queens. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Kevin. Hey Siri, tell me about here comes the boom. I got a new phone. Just a moment. Holy Let's crap. Info about Kevin James. James. Kevin Hart. That'd be a way different movie. <laughs> it would be very different. 
I think he's doing pretty good. He got hit by a, uh, a truck or something. Kevin James? No, Kevin Hart. He, like, had his back, like... Did Kevin James run into him? <laughs> That'd be like getting hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> that would, too. <coughs> you know when they sold the UFC, I think Kevin James bought part of it, too. Yeah. Did I he? I think you're right. Yeah. Because I know, like, The Rock owns part of it. Like, all these stars. Like, Matt Damon does or something. I want to see The Rock fight Kevin James. Why? Why not? See The Rock fight anybody. <laughs> Just throw in some other, like, movie fighters. Nacho Libre. Oh, yeah. You know. That's probably the real fighting movie. I still have to it. The ultimate fighting movie, Nacho Libre. I'll just take your word for it. Yes, I've never seen it. Now, in that movie, the cornerman is his best friend, Escuadito. Okay. But it's also his teammate, Fighter. That's about as far as my extent goes for cornerman. (laughs) So I also asked our Facebook community, you know, what should be expected of a cornerman, specifically on fight day. You know, everybody has the idea of a Rocky movie. You know, the person in the corner, either encouraging, whatever, calling out moves. But I, was, I wanted to see what other people thought, too. Like, what do you think a cornerman does? And we'll see how this kind of wraps into what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> but I asked, and somebody's like, support. Um, another person was like, good instruction in between rounds. Your job is to, get, is, is to see what your fighter is not seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, give them water, ice, that kind of idea, medical assistance between rounds. You know, nosebleeds, all that thing, care for them in between. Um, guidance, direction, encouragement, you know, ice water. <laughs> there are a lot of people that said about ice water. Um, coming off almost rude and insistent because they know what they're talking about mm-hmm. to the point of where you have to trust it. You know what I mean? That Somebody was kind of making that point as well. And then another person said, I don't know, I always listen to the other person's corner man. <laughs> <laughs> that was Anthony, by the way. That's awesome. So a corner man, I wanted to talk about what a corner man is and specifically ask the question, who is in your corner, you know, and kind of understanding the role of what a corner man is helps us decide who we want in our corner and what kind of corner man we want in life, you know, more than the ring. So, um, Angelo Dundee, okay, not Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) Angelo Dundee, he was Muhammad Ali's corner man. And this is how he described his role as a corner man. He said, when you're working with a fighter, you're a surgeon, an engineer, and a psychologist. That's cool. Really, really cool. It's so much more than just a guy standing in your corner. And a pep talk. And a pep talk. You know, somebody mm-hmm. commented and, t- and said, like, you know, just a, just a friend, a support, you know, and, and you know... Part of that's very true, knowing mm-hmm. you have somebody there, okay? But their their role is so much more than just being present. Mm-hmm. It's being actively involved in you succeeding. That's their role. You know, from personal experience, I can say a corner man is there for their fighter in every way you could possibly think. You know, there's so much more than just that person shouting combinations during the fight. They make sure that you are squared away. Mm-hmm. Now, you've seen, you know, you and I went to a fight mm-hmm. uh, and with Anthony, and Alex and I were his corner man. What can you say from that day, re- recall, 
as it was me and Alex being Anthony's corner man. You were kind of involved with that, with your presence. I was Alex's corner man yeah. that night by watching his kids. That was very true. <laughs> you, you kept you kept the little little girls uh, busy from but running away. Anything that you saw that night? Yeah. Okay. That night, uh, you watched diligently the other fighter and tried to give Anthony helpful ideas and hints of how to take him down. Mm-hmm. I was pretty far. I was on the opposite side of you guys, so I really didn't see you all that much. Let's take the whole day. Oh, okay, for sure. Let's see. Um, we kept talking about the mindset, like, don't, like, bring up anything. Like, want to make sure Anthony's in the right mindset, right mood, whatever. Right. Um, let's see. We bought him a meal, made sure he ate the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we stretched. We did, like, a bunch of warm-ups. And made sure he had his fight song ready. <laughs> that ended up being wrong anyways. <laughs> you know, but you mentioned mindset. You know, you don't want to go up to your competitor, or I, if I'm fighting, you know, I don't want my corner man to be like, hey, so did you get your lawn mowed today? You know, <laughs> some st- you know, like, no. Like, your role is to make, the, make me, if I'm fighting, help. You know, I'm responsible for my own mindset and everything, but my corner right. man helps, Right. They're, again, your your um, psychologist, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're your surgeon, engineer. Like, they are there to make sure you are mentally prepared. Um, and you should feel like you're on a cloud, you know. You should feel like a, a Conor McGregor walking in. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's the, your role of your You have to have that mindset in order to compete well, honestly, yeah. though. You know, so they make sure paperwork is done, equipment is accounted for, schedules are kept. They're in your locker room before the fight. And here's the thing, too. They're in your locker room after the fight as well whether you win or lose mm-hmm. you know they're they're taking care of you yep and that's what we're talking about is is only on fight day you know we're not we're not, we're not mentioning the hours upon hours of sacrificial love that they give to their competitors so they may rise to new heights mm-hmm. so what does this remind you of jesus <laughs> There's no other way to say it, honestly. Yeah. You know, Jesus is our corner man. I wanted to read Romans 8.34. It says, For Christ died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the right place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Mm-hmm. And along with that, these, these two scripture passages go really well together. The one prior says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what, what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. So Dakota, here we see two examples of, of how God is in our corner, mm-hmm. pleading our case, fighting for us. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are in our corner, interceding on our behalf. He's not only our corner man, but he's also like fighting our battles too. <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about, right? Is, is, is the battle isn't ours to win right? either. You know, but we're in a season of life in which evil and good are very real and evil has been conquered, yet the world is still lost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, a, a, a losing opponent is a very dangerous opponent, too, because they have nothing to lose mm-hmm. more. You know, like, let's say we're playing Rocket League. <laughs> we're down 
five zip mm -hmm. with 45 seconds left. Are you playing it safe? Right. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, you start you start playing dirty. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same thing. You know, the, the enemy has already been defeated, mm -hmm. yet not fully conquered in this season. You know, he's, the battle's won for sure, but yet things aren't fully established in its final form yet. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of in this inter, intermediary position in which our role in life is to glorify God through lost people finding him in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, in that idea, we've talked before about the resistance to that relationship with God. You know, why do people reject God? Why do people, we, we, when we had Pastor Randy on the podcast, you know, what are, what are some of the things that are holding people back that you mm -hmm. could, you know, hopefully, um, you know, if you could fix one thing that people have a preconceived notion right. about that keeps them from God, you know, and I th believe that he talked about that it's, it's really good, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a life and life to the fullest kind of idea. So what I wanted to kind of talk about here is the Jesus of the Bible versus the Jesus of our preconceived notions, because Jesus fought the ultimate fight for us in becoming sin who knew no sin. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my favorite verses is that 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering of our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So is there a cornerman you've had in your life that emulates that scripture? Um, yeah. For sure, I've never had a bad corner, man. Oh, really? Like I would, I would, yeah, I would. Anybody who's been in my corner during my fights, I've had like I don't know, eleven or twelve or ten or I don't know how many fights. But then that that's an MMA. But then with jujitsu competitions, you know, I've had I don't know, ever since I was fifteen, I've been in a bunch of them. You but, still have someone in your corner in jujitsu? Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, very much so. Just like wrestling, you know, they have their corner man. Yeah, I. For sure. There's I been thought wrestling just had angry dads and moms on the oh, sidelines. That is their corner, man. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude, I've even. Uh, okay. If you are a corner man and something goes wrong, here's uh -huh. another th role of a corner man. Let's say there was an illegal move done by the opposite opponent. Yeah. Okay. Let's say there was a bad call by the ref. Okay, very, very valid things. They go, happen all the time. Go punch the ref. <laughs> Get it all out right there, right there. <laughs> no, like, if have some composure. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, you're, if your identity, here's the thing that a cornerman cannot do, is live vicariously through their student. You know, you want your student to do well, mm -hmm. but don't make it about your own insecurity. Because if, if something happens to your student, you're shipwrecked, you blow up, you make a scene, make everybody embarrassed, mm -hmm. and make your academy look stupid. <laughs> Let's say it was a real thing. It was a bad call. Yeah. Okay, handle it after, you know? Like, it's okay. You know, but everybody gets so fired up. And I get it. There's a lot of testosterone going on and, like, that kind of <laughs> thing. And you want your student to do well. Maybe it's not that insecurity thing. You know, you just want him to do well. Don't do it there. Mm -hmm. And let's say, also, I've seen, I've seen bad examples of this. Let's say, you know, at the end of the match, you're always supposed to shake your opponent's hand, and then each corner man is supposed to shake the other corner man's hand, you know, the opposite opponent. Oh, okay. Sometimes that's a mess, too. They, mm -hmm. don't, they won't even shake your hand. 
You know, it's like, dude, get over yourself. Stop taking yourself so seriously. You know, you're just, it's, I don't know, just mm. cowards. It's like, dude, get over it. <laughs> so don't be that corner man. But as far as my corner men go, I've, I've only had a handful. I mean, like my dad has been one, um, another coach of ours, Matt, my current instructor, uh, Mike, and maybe a couple. Um, that's basically it. And then George Orcutt, who's been with me for years. Mm-hmm. He was in my corner for a long time. So I haven't had many other corner men in there, I don't think. If I miss you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, I trust those guys 100%. Sure. And that's part of the deal, too, is there should be such a unison between you and your instructor that if they say jump, you say how high, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if they say do a takedown and you've never done a takedown in your life, you do a takedown. You're putting all your trust in them. Yeah, it should be like playing a video game. Your corner man should be playing a video game. Like, he hits square, square works. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but that stamina bar goes down, so you got to watch out how many times you tell <laughs> your fighter to hit square. And for the Xbox players? No, whatever. A. I don't know. And for the PlayStation players, you hit cross. Yeah, it's not X anymore. <laughs> now, I view my corner man as a trusted person, again, who I would who I would do anything for in the fight. Now... How do we view God? Do we view him in that same in that same light? Do we see him as a corner man, even? You know, do we see him as a tyrant? Do we see him as as a judgmental God or a close God, a distant God? How we view him ultimately says everything about how we view ourselves. Hmm. And I don't think we connect those dots sometimes. You know, usually we're like, God is this and it has nothing to do with me. But what you think about God has everything to do with who you are. Whether you believe in him or not, how you view him impacts you completely. Now, we've talked about, too, about how usually God becomes a big projection of our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a huge God. How can we possibly know him fully? So we fill in the gaps with our skewed, finite mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, so if your dad was, you know, a jerk, you think God's a jerk. If your dad was... Near, usually you're a little bit more open to what God has for you. Sure. Typically. You know, I don't want to have one sweeping thing to <laughs> summarize everybody. But what do you think about that? How you view God says everything about how you view yourself. So are you saying that our insecurities might portray how we perceive God? Totally. Example. You know, if I don't have much confidence usually that means my view of god is a hard harsh strict legalistic god that i can never please Hmm. therefore it also plays back into my insecurities which makes me feel not confident and it's just and then it gets and it keeps me further from god you know but if we break through that and see man god loves me for Mm -hmm. who i am not what i do that starts to break down that barrier because it's like, wow, it's not on my performance. It's all on grace. So like if my, if I have an insecurity about my image, like I don't like who I am, this isn't, no, right. This is an example. Are you okay? (laughs) Um, Could that show that maybe I don't know God's role as my heavenly father and, and his place in creating me with intent? Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, every whether positive or negative about you, I think it can always be wrapped up in how we view God. I've never thought about it that way. 
So that's really cool because I, I can see how knowing God can influence us, make us more of a better person, mm-hmm. show us our true identity. I've never thought about it the opposite way of, of looking like at our negative. insecurities as our perception. Mm-hmm. And I know a big one, say this is one for me, is, is God enough? Because sometimes I don't feel like I'm enough. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the um, performance-based, you know, I got to do more, that kind of idea. And it drives from this idea of not being content in God, therefore I'm not content in myself. You know, that, that plays, I know that plays well, uh, not well, they, 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 <laughs> they coincide. But I know when, like, I always have to remind myself to be, to grow in contentment. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm not so hard on myself or my, the performance-based side of my life. I think it could definitely be a positive thing, too. Yeah. For instance, the first thing that comes to mind when someone asks me what I think of God or who I perceive him as is a father. And that definitely stems from the fact that I grew up without one my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so he's filled that role for me like no one else could. And so my insecurity had, has been healed in a way where now I'm secure in knowing that God's there for me. Which came from you seeing God for who he really is, mm-hmm. not what you projected him as. Exactly. And those are very, very different things. And I think we assume, we can assume, you know what they say about assuming, it costs you time. <laughs> we can assume that our assumptions are correct. I heard something once that was like when you can't change a conclusion somebody's already made most of the time. But only they can if they see the fault in their conclusion. Right, which is kind of a, hmm. a given. But oftentimes we aren't willing to see where we're wrong. Therefore we stay where we are with our preconceived notions that are wrong. And our life doesn't change. Life change doesn't happen because we're too proud of our thought process and not willing to learn. Hmm. Don't ever be that person. (laughs) You know, don't ever be that guy that's not willing to hear somebody else speak because it might actually be true. Mm -hmm. So with that idea, how do you view God and do you view God from a place that is not right? Mm -hmm. Evaluate that. Check it out. Like, see who God really is. Read Mm -hmm. your Bible. Get truth. You know, not just some truth in your noggin. Like, read, <laughs> read the Bible. You know, get, get in a good church. Get good friends. That kind of idea. Hear what the truth is. So here's another truth statement from Deuteronomy 31.6. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. The Bible oftentimes refers to us as fighters. One of my favorite verses and what TFL really is built from is First Timothy 6.12. Which says, fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. And this refers to something that you said earlier, Dakota, is the battle isn't yours to win or lose. Right. You know, the battle belongs to the Lord. Christ has already won the battle. But in this life, we are to trust him as our corner man. You know, and I love that verse in Deuteronomy because it really gives an idea of what kind of God we serve. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was specifically talking about a battle. And our, tru- our, our truest reflection 
of who we are is in Christ. And the idea that we are more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. You know that verse? We refer to it a lot a lot as a Christian community, I feel. <laughs> sure. And it always kind of bothered me. One of those verses, you know, we're more than conquerors through Christ. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, what? I feel like that one's misquoted. Sure. A little bit. And here's here's the verse that we're referring to. It's Romans 8, 37, which says, Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. Or another translation says we are more than conquerors. If you were to explain that verse in a simple way, what would you say? It has such a deeper meaning than just us, than just words on a page, you know? It's it's that not only was death conquered, not only did Christ die and rise again, but now we too can go to heaven with him because of that. We don't have to just suffer on earth. It's not just like a happy-go-lucky story mm-hmm. where in the fairy tale the protagonist wins, but it's so much more than that. And I think that's really what this verse is trying to say. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it, it's turned into more of a cliche right. than anything, but mm-hmm. there's so much more depth to it. And that's it, because of the, the image of the cross is complete conquering. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when combined with the empty grave, right? Again, we've talked about the half-empty gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the gospel? Christ died for you yeah. and rose again. Yep. It's this unfair demolishing of the opponent because he conquered death itself. He conquered the penalty of sin. He came out of love so we may have new life. All of that is not just this, oh, he loves me, <laughs> but it's it's literally a... A domination of the opponent mm-hmm. complete conquering overwhelming victory and we are joined with christ in that yeah we are his kin kinship right kinship yeah. yeah like we're joined with him so this idea of us being able to live in this life with a corner man who has already done that for us yeah is living in us for that to actively be lived out yep i think that's the key because it's not just Oh, that's nice. He did a thing, but it's we have to live like the right way now. Mm-hmm. We have to live with purpose. Yeah, and that's only done when we see God through this light. You know, He conquered everything that there is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, everything that you could possibly want. Yeah. So God is in your corner, wanting you to succeed. That is the God you serve. He wants you to do well. He wants you to live life to its fullest. And He's even gone before us. That's right. <laughs> and behind us. So we don't we don't even have to fear any battle that we face or any enemy mm. because he's already done it. Yeah, he's already there. We just have to obey and trust. And that's it too. One of the things I've been reading a lot in is is uh, the law of the harvest, reap what you sow, that kind of idea. And we are to sow seeds in the spirit. You know, and what does that mean? You know, rather than sow seeds in the flesh, mm-hmm. you reap what you sow. You like, so we're sow seeds spiritually and in, in the spirit. And that just comes back down to obedience, reading the word, applying the word, living out God's truth. And that's, that's, the, that's the trick. So whatever preconceived notions you may have, or even if you don't know you have them, constantly, this is, this is what a relationship with God looks like, is, mm-hmm. is, is forever putting forward everything in your life before God and say, what's right, what's wrong, have your way, teach me, lead me, 
I know you love me. Mm-hmm. I trust you. You will not fail me. He cares about every detail about our lives, so why not trust him with every detail? Mm-hmm. He is in your corner and always has been. So turn to him. Go to him. You have nothing to lose. Mic drop. <laughs> so what I'm imagining is next time you go fight and uh, the ref is like, they call them refs? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know why. Anyways, the ref's like, all right, it's, uh, Anderson, who's in your corner? And you look over and you're like, ah, Holy Spirit's over there. <laughs> I only need one corner, man. He <laughs> <laughs> will never leave me or fail me. <laughs> he is called up for me. He has fought with me. I'll, I'll call him the Holy Ghost. <laughs> when I, do, I sit down on my seat, there's, you just see a, a rag floating, wiping <laughs> off my forehead. Not even that. You just see the blood vaporize. It goes right back in. (laughs) (laughs) And his name is John C. This week's walkout song is Armies by KB. The one and only K to the second letter. Squared. It's great, great jam, dude. We, yeah, it's okay, such a good song. We were just talking. He makes this lyric that just blew my mind. Power made a point. Next slide. Yeah, that's so good. Life ain't been the same since death died. Yeah, it's so good. Hype, hype song. The beginning of it's a hair slow, but I like that because that gives me time to like slowly, like you know, get get <laughs> through the curtain, sway, and then then it just hits. You're like you're like getting to the cage, like. So, armies, KB. Oh, yeah. Life ain't been the same since death died. Wanted by a landslide. Uh, hallelujah to the flex, my, my. That power made a point next slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this side. Do I have a banana split or what? Okay. It's, it has nothing to do with fighting, but this is just a funny story. So I've realized that as this pandemic quarantine has continued, people have slowly been less and less patient and caring (laughs) as they were in the beginning. You know, at the beginning, everybody's like, oh, support your local business. Take care of each other. Be kind. (laughs) Not anymore. People don't care now. Believe in beauty. Yeah. People are really expectant. I hate those signs. You and I were laughing because they have these signs around. We're in the city of Butte, right? And they have these signs, believe in Butte. And Dakota goes, are those political? Are those, are those for this pandemic? What does that even mean? You know? So, right, people have slowly been less and less caring. And I, you know how I know this is I work in food industry. I don't know what it is about when someone comes into a restaurant and you work in food service already – I hate you. Yeah, you suck. Yeah. Yeah, what is that about? I'm doing a job just like you, but already people come in that. I don't know. Okay. Okay, thanks. You know? Why okay. even come in? Okay, yeah, and you know what? Back when things were normal, whatever, when people would come in, I host. So I'm in charge of overseeing everything, the seating, tables being cleaned, all that junk. But when somebody comes in and you're say, like, and I, I, I feel like I have like a, 99% on my customer service. Like, right. I, I, I really do. Like, I, I could nail customer service. But when somebody comes in, I'm like, hey, how are we doing today? And they go, three. 
What is, oh, okay, sorry, sorry to bother you, man. I'll be right on that. You know, rather than treat me like a human being. Just give me my chips and salsa. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm not happy. Where's your manager? Okay, Karen. First thing they say when they walk in, where's your manager? I had a guy call me yesterday. Okay, come back to my story. On Friday, or Saturday, I worked a, uh, almost a 12-hour delivering all that stuff at the restaurant. And this guy called, too. He's like, first thing he says, can I speak to a manager? You know, and I, I'm supposed to screen those calls, you know. And so it's like, yeah, what's the call regarding? The food you serve. Like, okay, whatever. So I hand the phone off. That's not my story. <laughs> Overall, people were really impatient. We were slammed. Absolutely slammed. Phone ringing off the hook, all that stuff. We were only doing to-goes. I'm the delivery guy. Are you the only delivery? I'm the only delivery guy on, on that day. I took like 13 deliveries in like two hours. Like, they just were coming in like crazy. So I take four deliveries at a time on this one time. So I, I have these four. People called in earlier, said they wanted their delivery at six. So, I'm taking that one first, and the address is on Oak Road. I've never heard of that in my life. Hmm. So, is it near Elm? So I punch it into my phone, and it is that an anaconda? No, that, that's what people say too. But Oak Lane or Oak Road, I don't remember. But it it says way up on the East Ridge, okay, which is over the highway to grandmother's house. You go. So I'm going up there. Four orders of food. And I'm starting to get pretty, like, um... What road do you even take to get um, there? Burlington or something, I think it's called. I don't know. It's, like, one of those... It, it's not It's not down by Three Bears. It's, like, a little bit further north. Okay. One of those random ones that just goes across. Kind of by Hillcrest, one right there. Right. Anyway, so as I'm driving, I'm like, dude, this doesn't seem right. These people, the high-end community up there, they wouldn't be ordering food from us, is what I'm... <laughs> so... I get to where my GPS says, you're on Oak Road. I never realized it wasn't bringing me to the actual address. So I'm parked in front of like three houses on Oak Road. And I'm like, hmm. Huh. Hmm. So I call the phone number and the Google Assistant answers. And they're why are you calling? And I'm like, about a delivery? <laughs> so the guy eventually answers and I'm like, and I don't want to come off like I have no idea where I am. Sure. So I'm like, hey, this is Zach with, with uh, Christina's and just wanted to confirm your address here. You know, and he goes, oh, whatever, whatever, Hope Road. Oh, shoot. So I'm like, oh. You know where Hope Road is? On the other side of town. Way out past the Copper King. And I'm out way up on <laughs> the mountain. Oh, <laughs> With gosh. four orders of food still. And they wanted it at 6. At that time, we were so busy. I was up at their, the wrong house at like 620. So I'm like, oh. So I'm flying down there. Realized I didn't have one of their parts of their order when oh. I went to give it to them. I didn't say anything. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> so I just gave it to them and drove off. Then I have three more. And all the while in the back of my head, I'm like, I know the phone is ringing off the hook at work and there's more deliveries coming in. Yep. So everybody got their food eventually. <laughs> but that was kind of my fun, embarrassing story. Just for the record, I didn't take the order. My manager did. And heard Oak instead of Hope. But you, easy mistake. Sure. Easy mistake. But. Especially with customers like that. Yeah. But everybody I delivered to was just on top of me being... I, what, after I got the next couple down, all the other ones were there reasonably within 45 minutes or so. And you have to expect that. If you're getting food delivered from a restaurant... Yeah. You, you got to remember, 
there's food going out the door physically at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. There's other deliveries before you, and it has to be delivered. So, I mean, if it takes... It's not pizza. Yeah, it's not not DoorDash. (laughs) And speaking of which, I was dealing with them was a nightmare, too. Because they they wanted to deliver for us, and we tried it, and it was just a nightmare. Jeez. Anyways, that was kind of a fun little embarrassing story. Because you show up 45 minutes late, you're like, here you go. Bye. They didn't tip either. Like, it's your fault. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but again, I take ownership over that. I'm not that guy that goes, oh, the cook's messed it up in the back. Yeah. Leave on a more, like, live on a more distinctive street name, huh? How yeah. about that? Yeah, how about you spell it next time? H O P E. For the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Jesus Christ. Your verse of the week is Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Man, yeah. What a great passage. I remember that's one of the first verses I memorized as a kid uh, at Glacier Bible Camp. Hmm. Mm-hmm. First one I memorized was Jesus wept. Uh, oh, that's that's a good one. Yeah. Where is it found? <laughs> hmm. In the Bible, it's in there. <laughs> I'm just horrible that way. We talk about it all the time. I know I am too. It's in there. Somewhere. Yeah, let me, just trust me. Oh, hold on. Let me get Google out real quick. I'm not asking Google. <laughs> too prideful right now. I'm not asking. <laughs> Matthew. I don't know. Or is that, is that like one of those Old Testament Isaiah verses that? Why would they say Jesus wept in Isaiah? I don't know. That's <laughs> worst suggestion I've ever made. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or just think about it. I am now. <laughs> Talk about bloopers for this episode, huh? Nah, that, that ain't no blooper. That's Stan. <laughs> <laughs> And now I have to Google it. Jesus. Wept. John 11.35. The the passage name has more syllables than the actual words. Mm. When you look into it, you got to look into it. Look into it. When you look into it. it. TFL Polaris. A 30-day devotional designed to help you... Uh, and guide you into a deeper relationship with Jesus. So this is one developed, okay, I wrote it, but it was developed by the TFL <laughs> team. Uh, but I worked hard on this one, and, I, and it's, a 30, it's, it's nice. It's got a good cover and stuff. Like, it's a legit thing. But um, the short 30-day devotional, there's also um, two scripture verses a day to read through. And um, I have it digitally as well as physical copies. We're giving... Physical copies to anybody who becomes a TFL cornerman, specifically financially, and gives a one-time gift of at least $10, and we will shoot you a copy of TFL Polaris. And that Polaris is worth at least $100. Um, 
in regards to time and investment, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Physically, I think I, I don't know what I don't know what they charge us per copy. Uh, Thirty-five cents. No, no, way more than that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I only have you know if you, if I make a thousand of them, they're probably thirty-five cents each. But you don't have a thousand just like sitting you on know, your bed or something. I sleep right next to them. <laughs> your bed is made out of them. <laughs> I'm just, just, just good vibes, you know. TFL Polaris is my body pillow. <laughs> You're like, I went all out and spent my last yep. 3500 bucks on these. You know those stimulus checks? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, got me a morning. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been TFL cross choke thanks for covering me there i was like <laughs> what am i looking for this has been tfl polaris thanks for listening yeah that's what i wanted to say and then i want to say corner man there's so many tfls <laughs> yeah. happening right now whoa we're branding so hard this is where i'm supposed to thrive coke zero diet coke cola vanilla coke cocaine Van- okay <laughs> let's throw that in there tfl cocaine <laughs> episode just off bloopers uh you know we hope we had a lot of value to your day honestly i mean seriously though yeah like this is just fun well dakota thanks man until next time next time wow Wee herman here (laughs) i kind of sound like kermit oh and peewee (laughs) see you later Thank you so much for listening to Season 2 of Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobute and myself at South Friday. Have an amazing day, and join us next time on Cross Choke. Welcome to Snap. <laughs> I feel like you're very asleep. I, I'm trying not. I feel ready, dude, but I just, my mind isn't I'm, here. I'm there, bro. All right. Here's what I found out. Here's a good Star Wars fact for you for the day. <clears throat> In the, fo- the fourth movie, which is the first film. Okay. Uh, George Lucas wanted Yoda mm-hmm. to resemble Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy's, like, wrongful love child was, like, his imagination. Oh, how funny. And so whenever <laughs> I think of Yoda, I think of, <laughs> I think of, like, Master Yoda. Like, he's walking on a cane, and then all of a sudden he's like, whoosh, whoosh, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. But then you watch that, that fourth movie, and you're like, Ugh. What happened? Like he's, a, he's, he's a little green rat. He's a little nasty Kermit. And then the Mandalorian. <laughs> well, why could I say this? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mandalorian? Is that like some <laughs> animal in the Star Wars realm? <laughs> oh. Wow.
was my <laughs> Now that's cute. That's the exact opposite of fourth movie Yoda. Yep. That creature's just like creepy. The fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm not big. I'm not big on Star Wars, man. I'm diehard. I love it. So biblical. I mean, it's a galactic disappointment. <laughs> Whole thing. Rogue One, I liked. That's such a good film. I'm one with the Force, the Force, the Force. Did you see Hans or whatever on Solo, the Solo movie? Of course. How was that? Re- it was really good. Was it good? When does the timing of that, right before the fourth one? Or like in between? Um, the timeline. Yeah. That's what gets me. The timeline just throws. I just, I it's, can't follow it, dude. I don't know. So here's the thing. When you watch Star Wars, those movies are like three hours long. It kind of like Lord of the Rings, but mm. the difference with Lord of the Rings is um, they're that long because they're telling a huge story. Mm. The Star Wars movies are that long because they wanted to create a cinematic masterpiece. So it's kind of like when you go to the orchestra and you you sit and you listen to them play. Mm. It's not really that entertaining, like it is. But you're going there to appreciate this the beautiful art. piece of work, not to go watch people punch each other in the face. Mm. So rather than being story-driven, it's and cinematic it story-driven almost? Exactly. Like that would be the, the emphasis. Because there will be two minutes of them panning across the desert or whatever. Mm. Not two minutes, but you know what I mean. Right. Like there's a lot of wasted time. Right, but it's intentional mm-hmm. in regards to it being more cinematic and art styled. Exactly. Uh, the wow. Yeah. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. And that is your TED Talk with Dakota. Honestly. That had some velocity. <clears throat> it was a big old boogie. Bing! <laughs> <laughs> Sound like one of those old uh, um, salon. Salon. <laughs> <laughs> Saloon. Dude, I never realized those words were so close. <laughs> you know, like back the cowboy saloon? Back in the cowboy day when you'd go get your hair done and your nails manicured. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> That's all I was going <laughs> Okay, now I get it. Ding! <laughs> 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 